0: Today, I try to explain my crazy addiction to running. I have a theory that everyone secretly loves to run. I can't think of anyone under the age of eight that doesn't love it. So why do we stop? Is it because we got cars and had better things to do with our time? I try to answer a few of these questions today and also talk about my new passion, trail running. Welcome back to the Coffee Buzz. I'm your host Brad, and thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. As I mentioned in my last episode, I completed my first trail run. It was the Pertinellas Falls State Park uh, where they held this. It was a 25K, which translates to a little over 15 miles, and it was such a great experience much different than any of the street races that I've done in the past. For starters, it was much more intimate. Um, My bib number was 54. I had to do a double take when they gave it to me because I'm usually numbered in the thousands. And as I usually do, I started way too fast. The race day, adrenaline just kind of got to me. And for the first four miles... I was on this pace that was probably a few minutes faster than I should have been going. But once reality set in, (laughs) I started to slow down and uh, run at my usual pace. This trail was located about an hour away outside of town in the hill country of Central Texas. And it was much different than what I had trained on at my local trail here in town. I'm lucky enough to have a trail just 15 minutes away from me. Um, But the 25K course, it it had a lot more variety in terms of elevation and terrain. And I, I quickly realized just how tame my trail was that I had been training on. The course was deceptively easy at first we uh, we started on a trail that they use for horses. And after a few miles, there was a sign that said, uh, no horses beyond this point. And that's where it got a little rough. Uh, I don't think that I've ever seen so many rocks in my life. There were parts of the trail that looked just blocked off by boulders. Um, but it was so beautiful out there, though. I think With the more challenging trails, you usually get better scenic rewards. And those rolling hills, you could see them for miles at some points. And the calmness is just mesmerizing. It's uh, not often that I actually get away from the sounds of all the cars and the highway. And so when I do get to a place like that, where it's just nature, I consider it a sacred experience. I know it might seem trivial, but I love the silence from all those machines. Another thing that was vastly different was the crowd. There were were much more laid back and I think less competitive than street races. Everyone out there is, I would say they're competing against the trail, not each other. Although if I did compete against the trail, it won because I was hurting by mile thirteen. I thought I was just going to have to walk it to the finish line, but I made it. And I think it was the other participants and their encouraging words as they would pass me, and um, positivity that kept me going. Parts of the trail got very narrow, Um, single lane. You might say. And everyone would, would ask if anybody needed to pass or if everybody's okay. That's something I don't see at street races. And I've heard stories where people will get hurt in a street race and the competitors just jump over the person, keep going, and they don't even look back. Um, that was definitely not the vibe at this trail race. It was, It was like we were a team, rather than competitors. And I'm just so thankful I got to do this run in the first place. Um, I thought my running days were over in terms of distances past a 10K. Uh, The last organized run I did before this was the Cap 10K here in Austin. And that was two years ago. Um, The race really got me pumped at the time to do something bigger. Um, I ran that one with my daughter in the stroller. And my logic was, if I can do a 10K with a stroller, surely I could do maybe a half and who knows, maybe a full marathon later. So at that point, I started training and I got up to a nine mile run. And once I finished that one, my back was killing me and i thought okay you know maybe i overdid it today and i'll rest up go back out there in a few days but that pain lasted so long but it was probably 2 weeks before i didn't have trouble getting in and out of bed um my back was seriously pissed off at me <laughs> and it was then that i kind of admitted to myself that maybe i needed to you know keep it short on the running distances Um, said to myself, hey, you're a dad now. You have to be responsible and not injure yourself to the point where you can't get up or down without wincing in pain. So I kept the runs very short during this time, uh, usually three, maybe four miles tops. And one one of my coworkers, his name's Gary, and he is a big-time trail runner. He, he's done a few ultra marathons, and he's done several, I think, that are all night. Uh, he's finished a 100-mile race, and I think he does a 50K every year. But he's the first person I knew that did trail running. And I've seen people out running on trails when I go hiking, but I didn't know how big this thing really is. Um, I had no idea people were running 100 miles out in the woods. <laughs> and it really intrigues me. It still does. Um, I can't get it out of my head. Not that I want to do a 50-mile or a 100-mile race, but the idea of being in the woods um, on a run as opposed to the streets and the sidewalk, it really appealed to me. Um, once I found this race didn't register right away, because I was very reluctant from my last experience. I wanted to start the training and see if I could get past that nine-mile mark before, you know, ponying up the registration fee. About this time, I started receiving random gifts. Um, my father-in-law, he gave me a Camelback Um, that was really random because it wasn't my birthday or Christmas, just, hey, here you go, Brad. And then I also received this really good raincoat slash running jacket from my job out of nowhere. They gave it to everyone. It was like the end of the year gift. But to my knowledge, I've never seen them give a gift out at the end of the year, so it was really odd that I got this. And it didn't come a moment too soon because it's been wet here in Texas. (laughs) So far, I've trained in rain, 30-mile-an-hour winds, and I've still had it better than the runners up north. So I asked around for recommendations on shoes for this endeavor. And um, I have a, a friend, Randy, who does Spartan runs and obstacle courses. And what's interesting to me is that both Randy and Gary, without hesitation, recommended the same shoe, uh, the Solomon Speed Cross 4. Words cannot express how much I love these shoes. Um, Up until this point, I've always gone with cheap shoes. Uh, I'm a frugal person by nature, so I've kept my running shoe purchases under $50. That's always been sort of my goal for the longest time. And that was okay. But now that I'm getting older, I can't run in cheap shoes anymore. That was part of the issue I had with the back pain um, because I was able to blow past that dreaded nine mile mark uh, with these shoes with no issues. I think this happened for two reasons. The first being I got off the pavement and onto the trail. This running style is so much better for me. Streets and sidewalks just destroy my back and knees. I can do it, but as I've found out, uh, not for a distance greater than like a 10K. I feel less sore after a 10-miler on the trail than I do from 5 miles on the street. And again, I can't talk enough about how big of an impact having good shoes was because um, I've ran in the rain and the mud with these and they've never slipped once. They also have a kick plate, which protects your toes. And even though I'm a cheapskate, I'll pay that extra amount to keep my toenails intact. I've heard horror stories of runners losing toenails on long runs and I don't ever want to go there. So with my new shoes, my camelback, and my running jacket, I felt like the universe was giving me the green light to do this 25K. Now, I could be guilty of seeing signs that aren't there, but I'd rather be that guy than just ignoring signals and sitting on the sidelines. During the bad weather, I asked... Gary, what he does when training for one of his ultra marathons when it's raining or snowing and you've got a long run that weekend. and He gave me some priceless advice. Embrace the suck. Uh, He runs no matter what. If it's rain, sleet, snow, if he's sick, it doesn't matter. He runs. His logic is that race day could be conditions that are less than ideal. So just why not embrace those tough days and get the mental fortitude built up? That way, if it does start to downpour during the middle of your run, you're okay with that. I took his advice and ran during what I considered tough conditions. (laughs) Nothing like snow or sleet, but rain and wind have been abundant here in Texas uh, this year. Um, But what's crazy is that After about 30 minutes, uh, I don't really notice the weather anymore. Um, If anything, I get a bit hot under the layers of clothes that I have on. This had an interesting effect on my psyche. I I felt stronger mentally from enduring those elements. The nice part on bad weather days is that there's far less people on the trail. (laughs) Um, Another part of the trail running that motivates me is getting back to nature. Um, As long as they've made mp3 players, I've been using them while running. And even before that, uh, I was in high school and I would take the Walkman with my mixtape out when I ran. Um, But something changed once I started the trail running. Listening to music just didn't quite fit. uh, So... I left the earbuds at home. It was unthinkable, (laughs) and it was a little weird at first. Um, I'd been running with music for, gosh, 20-something years, but I felt more present once I started listening to the birds and the wind in the trees. Uh, Even my own footsteps and breathing uh, is relaxing. I also noticed that I was more aware of just the logistics of the trail, and my sense of direction just greatly improved, which is important when you're running in the woods. (laughs) I recently heard about a guy in Colorado that was attacked by a mountain lion on his run, and he left his earbuds home that day as well, and he attributes that to how he survived the attack. He heard something rustling behind him. Uh, He turned around and there was a mountain lion. So he puts his hand up and he screams, trying to intimidate the lion, but it lunged at him and sending both of them down this 20-foot gully. And the lion locked onto his wrist with the teeth and just dug uh, his, its claws in his back. And he was finally able to get his foot on the lion's neck and eventually suffocated it. So, yes, being aware in the woods is a must. Kim hates this story because uh, she worries about me all the time when I go uh, for a run in the woods now. But I still believe that trail running is safer than streets and sidewalks. I looked this up. 122,000 runners a year are hit by cars in the U.S., So I will take my chances out in the wild. For me, it's so important to get outside and in nature that it's worth the risk. It's a huge stress relief being out there because it lowers cortisol levels. Uh, This is like our body's natural alarm system. It's what triggers our flight or fight response. And this is great if we're being attacked by a mountain lion, but not so great in everyday life. I've had days where I've been in that fight or flight mode all day long. And that's not how it was intended. Um, this leads to anxiety, depression, all kinds of bad stuff, up to physical uh, illness. But being outside lowers that that sense of anxiety. Um, it also boosts creativity. I noticed that when I got out on the trail and you know just quieted my mind, I started getting all kinds of ideas um a lot for this podcast. I also get more practice in just being where I am uh when I'm out on the trail, it's like a meditative practice where I'm fully present um, This has started carrying over into other aspects of my life because I'm giving my mind and body time to train and explore. So I don't daydream (laughs) um, as much during other activities now. And there's a spiritual side of running as well that I don't think gets talked about. You develop this deep understanding of how the mind and body work together. And there's a fine line between pushing the body and also knowing when to back off and listen to the signals to stop. What I've started to realize is that mindset is more important than physical ability. Uh, Willpower has to come deep within your soul. And then calmness, joy, those come up from the experience as a reward really is a secret weapon, and I think we owe it to ourselves to take the time and develop this skill. When I'm running regularly, it makes me a better husband, better parent, co-worker, friend. Now, what I do is run, but really any physical activity at its core, in my opinion, is a spiritual practice. I mean, so much of our modern, Life is an attempt to make things easier and less stressful on the body. If I wanted to, I could go for an indefinite amount of time without breaking a sweat or exerting myself physically. There's food delivery, uh, grocery delivery, Amazon Prime. They bring me anything I want. I don't even have to shop for it. All at my doorstep. And while all these things are great and... And convenient they enable us to live sedentary lives we have endless options for making our lives less strenuous I read an article recently that talked about how sitting at a desk for eight to ten hours is like the new smoking I work at one of these uh, stand-up desk and even though I stand for a few hours a day it's not enough The body will always want the shortcut, but we are more than our body. There's something infinite inside of us that longs to express itself. And when I nurture that curiosity and follow it, the mental benefits of this mind-body relationship is incredible. Some people think I'm crazy. Uh, They think I'm a masochist for running, and maybe I am. But I think it's even crazier to never exert oneself, to never break a sweat, um, to never feel sore from running a new long distance, setting a new personal record. Um, It wasn't that long ago that humans had to run or walk everywhere. Um, If you think about it, running unites us because at one point, every culture on earth relied on running. It's baked into our DNA uh, and it's important to stay in touch with that legacy you have to turn your back on convenience and just kind of go for it I remember a line from the movie Southland Tales that always stuck with me you know there would be a lot less violence in the world if everyone just got a little more cardio <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode it's uh, so good to be back on this podcast adventure. Uh, you can reach me at the coffeebudspodcast.com. Thanks for listening.